Trick trick. You're my guiding light. Wait, I'm not, I'm not even plugged in. I was like, why don't I hear anything? What an idiot. <laughs> why don't I hear anything back? How about this? Ooh, Who's let me that? stick it in. Yeah, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge. G-Lev would be so much better if he didn't sound like an absolute moron. I know. Like, he really would. Like, if he... Listen, and I love G-Lev. I do, too. But sometimes it's so ridiculous when he goes, I love called Bavajet. Like, yes. it's like... Try to not sound totally cocked. Yeah. Because it's just sloppy and gay. It's just... Uh, it's just... Ew. Having said that, I like G-Lev. Stuck it in the fridge, stuck it in the fridge, stuck it in the fridge. A la Cobavaja. That's literally how he says it. Because I I was uh, humoring myself the other day with, uh, or indulging myself rather. Right, right. With G-Love stuff. So I put on G-Love. I think, and then, and then you go, all right, at the time he was probably 19, wanted to sound cool. Right. Surely he's probably cringes a little bit when he listens to how affected his singing style used to be. Right, right. Nope, not the case. You look up G-Love 2021 performing Same. cold beverages. <laughs> I love cold beverages. <laughs> Which I guess is good. It makes it look like alright, he, he really meant what he was doing back then because right. now it's been 30 years and he's still doing it, but Frankly, we're not sure. We're going to wait and see. You suck! As you can see, he's going to take a quick glance at the old email machine here. Ooh. <clears throat> uh, nothing. Okay, nobody likes us. Great. All right, shall we, shall we uh, start? We got nothing? Nothing. Not even from Matt Boucher? Not even from Matt Sam Butcher? Nothing. Jesus Christ. All right. How dare you? I'm so sure can. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 162 of I'm So Sure Cast. I'm your host, Tim Bradley. I'm here with Tim Sullivan. Hello, everybody. And it is just, oh, a beautiful 68 degree evening. Yes. We fired up the Fahrenheit. charcoal grill. Threw a big old long piece of meat on it. Scentless charcoal. And and as is tradition, we forgot that the potatoes take 10 times longer than everything else. So the potatoes are still on the grill. I got to say, you cooked me an incredible meal. That's what I strive to do. I strive to cook people delicious meals. It was excellent. It's amazing what you can do with one charcoal grill. Isn't you know? it? It really is. You know, like everyone loves an air fryer. Everyone loves an instant pot. Everyone loves a microwave. But with a charcoal grill. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. <clears throat> I'm super hoarse today. What's up with that? Something about being really hoarse makes me feel really cool. It makes you feel like a radio guy. Like when we get off stage and my voice is really hoarse, th that's the peak for me of like how cool I feel. My... To me, real happiness, as I know it, yeah. is typically our best shows, I feel, tended to be at the chit-chat because we had 
on those nice, on those rare occasions, they were proper shows where you had a live engaged audience. Bunch of people. You know what the coolest moment was? Was, oh, don't you hate that? When you oh, repeat a word. And like doo-doo? Yeah, I know. It's all right. Oh, yeah. It's just. Uh. But anyway, we played upstairs at the tap in the old Limelight Lounge. Oh, I remember this. And uh, it, the place is packed for some reason. And then when we went into the breakdown of Drop What You're Doing. Yeah. Where it's like the acapella part. Or the part yes. was just the gentle guitar. Oh, yeah. And the entire fucking crowd sang like the entire chorus. Yeah. Because by that point, a fair amount of the crowd were the regulars from Tuesdays. Right. So they knew it. Yep. And you go, oh, man, I feel so fucking wow, cool. Fuck. fucking famous. I feel cool. Fuck. We should actually hit up. Uh, we don't have to hit them up. But we could just be there and, 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 and go like this and wave our fingers. To one of the bartenders and be like, bro, can we just like fucking play a show upstairs? Dude, we should. I know. It was great. Oh, but I was going to say, uh, real deep happiness to me was we finished a show. Let's say our set ended at midnight and there was one more band going on. Mm. Had a great set. Great react. Great crowd. Great reaction. And then uh, I go outside and it's like a nice 68-degree night. Yeah. So I leave the crowd, get the instant refreshment of oh. the the crisp air. You immediately feel the, the sweat evaporating off And here. light up a yellow American spirit. Oh, my God. That was the best thing ever. Unbelievable. I think it's worth booking shows just for that. Definitely. And... I'm not even a. I'm now what they call a former smoker. Right. You're never a non-smoker once you start. It's like being an army uh, veteran. Right. Like you never used to be in the army. You're just in the army for life. Like exactly. Now you're a veteran, so yes. you're always tied to it. Yes. But I'll tell you what. I don't care if I quit smoking for forty years. Every time we finish a set, I'm lighting up. Oh. Just one anyway, because it's so cringe when the Underwoods. In House of Cards, have that <laughs> that naughty little cigarette as if they're not childless sixty year olds. Yeah, yeah. But I do understand the the enjoyment of that cigarette. Oh, it's a great cigarette. The best part about quitting cigarettes is smoking cigarettes. Like that sounds stupid, but let me explain. Now, now that I quit cigarettes, um. When the occasion has arise, mm, duh, arisen, arisen. Uh, they're more enjoyable than they ever were. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and now, and now you get the head rushy thing that I always got that you didn't probably didn't really get. Right, I get that adrenaline boost. And then, if you smoke too many of them, you'll just start vomiting everywhere. Well, that'll happen too. Yeah. But did I tell the story when? Uh, so. I always had the the mega crush on on Corey Smith all throughout like grammar school and then high school and then college, right? Yep. I didn't see her much through high school, but then we ended up going to the same college. So then like I saw her every once in a great while. But one time like ran into her and was like, oh, like you should come to my apartment and like hang out. Oh, 
yeah. Which is like the coolest fucking thing you could say. Definitely. In college, you know? So she did come over. And one of the times, one of the times she came by herself, another one of the times she came with her her boyfriend at the time. And I didn't know she had a boyfriend. Yeah. So I was like, she was like, oh, come pick me up on like East Campus or whatever. So you're like, all right, definitely getting yeah. laid. Yeah. So I get in my lowered Jetta VR6 1995 green, forest green, Sequoia green. Get over there. I'm like, what's up? She's like, oh, hey. And she goes, she goes, this is my boyfriend, Tim, to some kid. Also named Tim. So I go, what's up, man? Thinking that she's telling this kid to fuck off. You think you're the Tim. I think I'm the Tim that she's being like, this is my boyfriend. Now fuck off. But instead, she's introducing me to her boyfriend, Tim. And being like, he's coming to your our, your house with, with us. If I saw this happen in a sitcom, I would think the writers are being super lazy. Yeah, it was. Because <laughs> I'd be like, this would never, this is so stupid, it would never happen. Granted, like, that night she texted me and she's like, I'm so sorry, I really didn't, like, I didn't think he was going to come or whatever. So I think she was actually doing, <laughs> like, a naughty little, she was planning on coming to my apartment without her boyfriend knowing type thing, but then it, like, something oh, went out. And then, like, so that came. must have gave your confidence some resuscitation a little bit of a resuscitation because you're like oh so she still probably did want right want to at least hang out with me but um so that was one of the times but then one of the other times she came over and we hung out and watched tv or whatever i had i used to buy the juice the juice from uh i used used to buy so much juice in fucking in college i don't know why really you know we'd get home and be like here's the receipt it's like three hundred dollars and then you look at it and it's like six different kinds of juice and like four bags of chips and that right there is like $200. Juice is expensive. Juice and chips, so much money. Yep. But either way. Especially since they go so quickly, you know. Not sure why the juice came into the story, but we were just sitting on the couch watching TV drinking juice. So I don't know why, I just have a vivid memory of the juice. The believable. But she was hacking camel... Wides? Lights, I think. Not the camel crushes. They could have been menthols. They honestly could have been crushes. Yeah. Now that you say that. but In she, the apartment? No, no, no. She'd be like, I'm going to go downstairs and have a butt. And I was like, oh, I'll come with you. Because I'm cool, right? Yeah, totally. I'm cool. I can fucking hang. Totally. So like we'd sit on the stoop and smoke a butt. So we'd smoke a butt, come back up. Then like... Is it summertime or wintertime? It's like summertime. Nice. Come back up, watch some more TV. Like 15 minutes later, she's like, oh, I'm going to have another butt. I'm like, 15 minutes later? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm going to have another butt. Yeah, it, I smoke all the time. It could have even been 30. Who knows? But either way, it was way too close in proximity to the last one. Yeah. So go down and have another butt. We did that like another time. So probably a total of three times. So now I'm fucked up. I'm, I'm fucked up. I have tobacco sickness. Right. So then she's like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom before you like drive me home or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally, totally cool. So then she goes into the bathroom and Pete was actually there. I remember. Then I run over to the uh, trash can and start yakking my fucking brains out. Moron! And if you've ever been to the apartment in Lowell that we had, which 90% of the fucking listeners have, because 60% of the listeners lived in that apartment, the fucking (laughs) (laughs) gap under the bathroom door was this big. Like four inches. So there was no concealing who was under there. No. Like you could be whispering about cocks and the person in the fucking bathroom would hear you. You ugly. 
So clearly she knows I'm puking my fucking brains out and probably hears me being like, oh man, I smoked too many cigarettes to pee. Like, there's no way she didn't hear that. And she's like, all right, ready to go. I'm like, all right. So then I like have the trash in my hand, like the bag. And she's like, oh, taking the trash out. I'm like, yeah, I'm going down anyway. So, uh, you know, I have to yes. respond to that. Okay. But what a fucking loser, you know? But cigarette sickness is the worst because it's not like booze sickness where you puke and then you're like, all right, finally. Right. No, it's, it's in it your lingers. it's in your your blood it's in your fucking lungs. And then any of the times I tried to be cool and do dip, got so fucking sick. Even when I know in the back of my mind, okay, I should spit this out soon because so I don't get sick, I always get to the point of too much. Well, dip is definitely very potent. It's the worst one for the sickness. I used to pack lips all the time, and then I stopped for a couple years, and then one day Eric and I were watching the Oscars. Oh God. Yeah, a couple guys drinking beers watching the Oscars. Oh, God. He was like, you know what? Randomly just bought a 10. I was like, dude, yeah, let's do it. You're like, yeah, dude, I'm cool. Didn't end up getting sick. Not a great story, but felt like shit. Yeah. I was just like, this is... I felt like I had snorted way too much Adderall. Yeah. Like, I had the... I had my legs were all pins and needles. Yep. Not fun. Wasn't enjoyable. No. And then cigars. There was a time in uh, high school, like in my old at my old house, which had the pool and the cabana. Have you ever been there? I think you were there. Uh, I never went to your. I went to your house one time, prior to Howe Street. I know that wasn't your. Actual and you were street, probably in the basement. And I we were literally just. It was probably winter. But um, in the refrigerator down there, there were like these shitty cigars that had been there for who fucking knows how long. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like fucking 10 years. Yeah. But me, Kevin, Chris Ring were like, bro, we should smoke cigars. And of course, Chris had like a good cigar that he just bought because he was like a badass. Right. He just like waltzed into a store and bought a cigar. But he's gay. Which was probably before we could like legally buy cigars, right? Right. So Chris is like, bro, I have this cigar. I was like, bro, I have cigars in the fridge. We should all smoke cigars. Me and Kev smoked the old cigars in the fridge and got so fucking sick. Did you? And then Chris was like totally fine. He was like, were you drinking too or just the cigars? It's a good question. We might have cracked some beers, but I, th- I don't know. Think just the cigars. Yeah, cigars can make you sick. But then, like I got, so like I got sick, and then Kev was like, "Oh, that sucks." And then Kev got sick, and I was like, "Oh, you suck too." Ah. But it was. Uh, I sucked other men's cocks. What a great time. Yeah, that sounds fun. Sounds like a blast. Such a fucking great. Well, you got to learn one way or the other. Great time. Because it's a little bit more embarrassing. To be 35, try to impress a woman that you smoke cigarettes and puke, or try to be cool and smoke a cigar and, and puke. Then, when you're in your early 20s, it's expected because you're experimenting. Right. So, you're better off. The worst would be guys that uh, were nerds their whole life, then they get into shape and become more distinguished and better looking when they're like 35 yeah and now all of a sudden they have the blank canvas of an 18 year old yes but now they're experimenting at 35 right you know and you can see it too with uh certain actors that were always fucking nerdy like the breakfast club kid the uh you know the nerd did you ever watch the breakfast club no 
You know what's funny about the Breakfast Club? That somebody recently made a good point about this. The principal is the villain in the Breakfast Club. Right? The Breakfast Club? Yeah. Are you sure it's not called something else? The Breakfast Club. They all have a Saturday detention. That's it's, called the Breakfast Club? It's the... So I have seen that. Of course I've seen that. It's the jerk, the the the, the pop girl, yeah. the nerd, the weirdo emo chick, and then the punk. Yeah, so why did I think you were talking about like jamming 94.5's morning? Oh, they have a fucking hip-hop show called The Breakfast Club. I feel really dumb right now. But yes, I've seen that movie many times. Right. So you know how the principal is considered the villain. Of course. But as someone recently pointed out, it's like, you know, when I watch when we were talking about the Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. When you're a kid, you're like the dad's an asshole. Right. Now I'm like the dad gets this job opportunity that he can't turn down. Right. So it's for the betterment of the family. And it's some super private school that's on a fucking resort mountain where the kids can ski for free. And his salary just like quadrupled. Right. So now when I watch Johnny Tsunami, the creepy grandfather and Johnny are the losers. Yeah. And the dad is the hero. Right. Right. Um, And with the Breakfast Club, the principal is sacrificing... His own Saturday. Yeah. To show these kids some discipline. Yep. They all fall in love and find each other. Yes. Throughout the course of the movie. Yep. Every single one of those kids' lives was improved because of the principal. Yeah. And the principal cares so much that when, uh, what's his name? Judd Nelson's kid, the punk kid. Yeah. When he's talking back, he's like, you want to, all right, you're here next Saturday, buster. Yeah, yeah. You want to keep going? Sure. All right. That's another one. And then he keeps going, going, going. Yep. When you're a kid, you look at it through this punk just fucking just ruined his next 15 Saturdays. Yeah. As an adult, I go, the principal just voluntarily ruined his own 15 <laughs> Saturdays to show this kid some fucking discipline. Right, like, this right. guy was working six days a week. Yeah. <laughs> to try to... Because you know the fucking... That Judd Nelson's character has a shit dad. Of course. And the principal's like, this kid needs some fucking discipline. You're right, you're right. I hate my father. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I always confuse that character with... Uh, well, how, that's... How to, that's Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah. But I always confuse that character with <laughs> the uh, how to lose a guy in 10, <laughs> 10 days when they're at the vegan shop. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, you know the score to the Knicks game? Do I look like I know the score to the Knicks game? <laughs> Just the perfect. That's the perfect rom com. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's fantastic. How to lose a guy in ten days? Really is. Whatever happened to Kate Hudson? Never really see her. Anymore. Probably still alive. Probably still alive and probably still hot. I'm gonna look up Kate Hudson 2022. Now I'll do 2020. You know, you got to give Google some time to catch up. I always had such a crush on Hillary Duff. Oh, I always had a crush on Hillary Clinton. Yeah, oh, Duff. Right. Duff is super hot now. I think she always was. She always was. Well, because it was always a similar age, too, so it always worked for me. You know yeah, I mean? when's that still pretty hot? Even when I was fucking 13 and she was probably like 14, it was like fine. You know what I mean? When's it still, babe? Oh, yeah, fine as hell. Um, 
Frankly, she looks good. Hillary Duff. And then her sister was just famous for being her sister, right? Yeah, look at how fucking hot she is. Fuck. Super hot. What's her sister's name? Um, you go Smillery Duff? Uh, she's been married twice. Jesus. Really? Yeah. Come Are you on. shitting me? Haley Duff. I mean, oh, her, what's she look like? Her, you, you would know her. Show me her face. Like, she's still, you know, attractive. I but know her. She's got a little bit of the horse face. Yeah, oh yeah. A light touch, touch of the horse face. But, you know, no one's going to kick her out of bed for eating crackers, you know? I definitely would not. No one's going to cook her out of bed for eating sugar cubes off my hand or she ap- can apples stay or oats. in the bed. Yeah, so the Duffs are hot. Britney Spears, have you seen this? Heard about this? She's completely losing her mind. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram. She's gone. She's posting complete nudes. Obviously, yeah. Obviously censored, but she is naked in the room. Yeah. She's suddenly... Do you have her Instagram or no? I can hook you up. No, but Karen has showed me a few of the... Uh, yeah, it was kind of all of a sudden she just switched right over to nude shit. Spears. Well, you'd think she'd be trying to prove the world wrong that she's insane yeah like but it why? seems like she's taking it yeah that's the one i saw man she's still got a nice body huh yeah why isn't she uh ah oh, it's the same one but just black and white yeah no she's definitely lost her mind because she does that Wait, she, she's posting the same yeah, she always does that she'll post the same picture 30 times with just a bunch of different filters sometimes not even with a different filter sometimes just the same fucking thing what the fuck yeah she's gone dude which is sad because it's not her fault. It's all the fucking drugs and shit. But I saw that one too. <laughs> it would just be, it cracks me up thinking like this, someone dead seriously took this photo. I'm so curious about like who her boyfriend or whatever is that's like taking all these photos and like is just fine with dating a total nut. But obviously she's like rich as fuck. So he's probably just like, well, right. she's rich and hot. So I think, and. She's insane. Yeah. So he's probably having a lot of fun. It probably is. You're probably right. I'm guessing if you asked this guy, are you looking for a long-term relationship with Brittany? He'd say no. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. But He goes, no, I'm just having a great time. But uh, I wonder if Zach uh, Comtois. Yeah. <clears throat> Is still her guitarist. Coin Toys? Yeah. That's a good question. We call him and he goes, nah, dude, she's fucking crazy. Imagine he's the one taking the photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would actually be great. And then in the background, there's like a butler or something with like a tray of drinks and it's Ryan Allen. Actually, yeah, it's a tray of Bud Lights. Actually, <laughs> I uh, I wonder if she's, since she's fun insane. Yeah. Fun hyphen insane. Um, he may have benefited from some of these nudie free spirit moments of hers. Probably. Oh, I'm sure he has. Come toys may have seen some, uh, some teats, some free spirit. <laughs> he may have seen some free spirit. And then you get Ryan Allen in the mix. Ah, he's probably hoarding free spirit. Yeah, are they teasing me in the New York cock exchange when, they like someone like Jeff or somebody said that they actually talked to him recently. Are they fucking with us? I have no fucking clue. 
God, I need Ryan Allen in my life. Ryan, come to us. The galaxy is in Ryan Allen's butt <laughs> line. <laughs> uh, you know, Ryan Allen. How disappointing would it be if we met him and he's like, What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be very disappointing, and that's definitely Tim Sullivan, right? That's definitely how he probably sounds now. Remember Dean Tim Sullivan on my birthday party. <laughs> okay. Oh, and it was just so perfect that that kid drove the worst car ever. <laughs> it's amazing how you spend week after week with these people, actually becoming very close with them. Yeah, I just said the truth. Actually becoming quite close. <laughs> With them over the course of years, right? High school, then a, like first year of college, you still see them when they come home. It's so like, close, in fact, they go to his birthday party. Yeah. And then you just never, and then you wake up one day and go, whoa, I haven't seen them in 70 years. Yeah. Gone. It is weird. It is weird. I wonder what Dean's doing now. I do wonder what Dean's up to. I feel like he shaves his head now. He looks different. And I used to hang out with like Nick Barry, like every. Oh, I loved day. Barry. I haven't talked to him in so long. Barry was the man. When I first turned twenty-one, he, for some reason, he Dude, had gonna... started coming around. Yeah, Barry is great. I'm gonna see if Nick Barry is still on my phone, and I'm gonna text. No, because Mark the Shark was the connection between uh, me and Barry. Is it Nick B? It must be. But uh, could be yeah, he's a riot, dude. He's a good guy. But. I wonder if they still hang out with Shark. Great guy. I do still have terrible Nick, comedian. Nick Barry's phone number, I think, and it's still blue, which probably is a good sign. You should send him a dick pic. <laughs> he goes, Earls. <laughs> he used to do this thing. This this ring finger thing. Yeah. Does this look familiar to you at all? Yeah, it kind of does actually. I can't tell if I'm full of shit and I'm influenced by. You implying that I should know it or if it actually does. But I want to say it actually does. I can picture him doing it and so, grinning. So Nick Barry would make like a, a loose fist with just his ring finger, like loosely poking out. Yeah, that definitely. I know exactly. What you're then he would start shaking his hand. And so the ring fingers flopping around and then he would whip you with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his fucking ring finger. And it would hurt so fucking bad. Yeah. And it was one of those things that nobody could do except for him. So like he'd do it to you, it hurt wicked bad, and then he would stick his arm out and be like, "Go ahead," and then like you couldn't fucking do it. To I didn't even figure out that he had this talent. You'd end up like hurting yourself doing it to him. I remember, dude. Uh, remember the Lazarus House show where we all played? Yeah, Shark put it on. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. It was pretty classic, and it actually felt like a there legitimate was some kind of, show. There was some kind of drama too. I can't remember what it was though. Um, but like someone almost dropped out or did drop out. Oh yeah, that sounds right. Maybe like Mike just didn't show up or something. Yeah, it could have been Mike. Mike uh, was always made us nervous with these shark shows. Any Mark the Shark production, <laughs> the funniest is when Case, Mike, and I were set to play at Merrimack College. Now, it obviously wasn't a sh- like a college show. It was during the summer. Yep. But it was on campus, and it was... I think that may have been for Lazarus House, too. But it was all outside, and uh, 
we were supposed to play from like one to two or something. And uh, easy show, whatever. And this is right around the time when Mark, for some reason, Mike really didn't like Mark the Shark. You're kidding me. <laughs> That's why he's climbing. <laughs> um, I remember there had never really been any tension between them. And then all this was the first spark oh, God. of the Mike, Mike Shark tension. But we played. So Casey and I load up the van. Uh, it's like, I don't know, 11. Yeah. So we're going to go to Merrimack College at like 1130 and get ready, whatever. So Mike's acting all weird. So we're like, all right. We're like, well, Mike, are you going to meet us there? Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> and then, so then Casey and I get there. Case calls Mike and Mike's like, yeah, I'm not showing up. I'm not doing the show. So Casey and I are like, all right. But he's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind. Yeah. And then so Mike goes, yeah, I'm not doing the show. So Case and I are like, all right, we'll figure this out. I guess we'll just play acoustic, whatever. Ah, fuck it. We are duly appointed federal marshals. So then Shark comes over. Hey, hey, where's Mikey? Oh, he's not coming. Why? What, what happened? Uh, I don't know. He just, he just said he doesn't want to come. Mark goes, let me call him. Let me call him. <laughs> so Case hands Shark the phone, calls him. She's like, please, please do. So he goes, hey, Mikey, Mikey, it's Mark. Uh, yeah, I really need you to play the show, buddy. Remember how he'd be all condescending? <laughs> Buddy, buddy, what's wrong? We need you to play the show. And then we look over at Shark, and it was as if he had just seen a ghost. His <laughs> white face, mouth agape, standing there in shock. Bird-faced. Uh, what happened? Uh, Mike just told me to go fuck myself, and he hung up. So Case and I immediately just burst out laughing. Imagine, imagine Shark goes... I should really call him back. See what I can do. So sharks now panicking and on and super on edge because Mike just told him to go fuck himself. (laughs) So then Case and I start playing, and uh, so now we're like, all right, what the fuck? This is a giant waste. We fucking lugged all the drums here, mic'd everything up, and now we're just doing acoustic. This is stupid. So Case and I. Re-rig everything so it's it's a basically just for he and I to play acoustic, break down the drums, whatever. And then this fucking lady that's running the thing, yeah, comes over and goes, "Oh, um, your set list is now shortened. You guys are playing from one to one thirty. So Casey and I are like, we drove all the way here to play for thirty minutes. So we're like, this is fucking bullshit. So, anyways, so then we start playing. And uh, oh man, I next next week I'm gonna call Case to relive the story because it was so funny. So we start playing, we play the set. So now, so now I look at my watch and it's like one thirty. So just about wrapping it up. So Case and I were like, "Fuck this, we're gonna keep playing." And at the time we had a medley 
We had it was probably a five or six minute medley between like four songs. Yeah, that we'd always do. And uh, oh, I forget what we call it Psy Funk because it was it was Simon and Garfunkel, and then a couple other like Beatles songs mixed in whatever. So, anyways, so we're like, all right, we got one more song to do, whatever. So we go into that, and the the great big fat lady that's running the thing. So it's, it looks like we're about to end the song. And then the medley goes right into another one. Oh, God. So now she starts waving her arms around. Oh, Jesus. And we're just pretending to ig- ignore her. And then she's she's yelling something, but we keep playing over her. And then we go into the other song. Of the <laughs> and then she's still flailing, dude. And so now Casey and I are... I almost pissed myself. I'm laughing... So fucking hard. I'm trying to sing the verse and I can't even get through it because like I start laughing and then we keep going and she's just unrelentingly fucking wailing. And then so then we fucking we so then we end the melody like minutes later. Yeah. The medley. And we're like, good night, everybody. And we're strumming whatever. And then the lady some lady lost her daughter in the crowd. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? Some lady <laughs> lost her daughter in the crowd, and they needed to make an announcement <laughs> that the that the lady's daughter was missing. Oh, no. So we thought, we thought she was screaming and waving her arms because she didn't want us to go over 130. <laughs> but it was because they needed a very important PSA to go out because this lady thought her daughter was, like, abducted. Oh, God. The lady found the daughter. It was fine, but the the great big fat lady was uh, hysterical and uh, was a little, little over the top, a little shrill. Good lord! But that's the funny st- stuff that would ensue, and Mark the Shark would have a show, Whoosh. and Mike was always, Mike would never want to play any show that Mark had uh, had orchestrated. Was she the one with the headphones that weren't plugged in anything? Well, you weren't at the show. Oh, okay. Because I remember this was just... Or maybe you were. I don't know. She could have been, honestly. I just remember some lady with headphones that weren't plugged in anything. That definitely sounds familiar. And she was like such a bitch. So this was outside on the lawn of Merrimack campus. Does that sound familiar? No. Because you could have been there. I don't think so. I was not. Oh. I was not. But the lady walking around with headphones... Not plugged in does sound familiar. How did it win like you get so tasteful? Yeah, that's the worst part about playing shows when you're just fucking nobodies is like everyone wants to be the important person with the clipboard putting on the show. Right. But they're they tend to be so low IQ and so clueless that you're only left with the arrogance of the person putting right. on the show. Without any of the benefit of their knowledge of shit. And like a lot of the people putting on the shows don't play instruments, have never been in bands. Right. In some cases, I've never put shows on before. Like one of the few competent people that did our sound for us at the Chit Chat was a guy with a decibel reader. Oh, yeah. And he's like, play drums like you're like you're going to play during the set. All right, now play guitar like you're going to play. And then like it was like the best EQ'd fucking great. set that we had played. Yeah. I also remember one show. Or at least the, the monitor mix was at good. The chit chat when I was I was just a civilian at the time. I was off duty. Yeah, but there was a band playing and there was a sound guy and 
the mic was doing a thing where every time someone talked into it, it would like cut out. Yep. And the, and the fucking sound guy was losing his fucking mind. He's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. He's yeah. like changing cables and shit. So I'm like sitting at the bar drinking. So you were a sound guy in plain clothes. Yeah. So I was like drinking a beer at the bar and I just like rolled my eyes, put it down, walked over to the the booth and like got down on my knees right next to the guy. So he probably thought I was going to suck him off. Yeah. Didn't. He just immediately unbuckles. And I was like, bro, it's the limiter. And he was like, what? And I just like turned the fucking the dials off. And then the mic suddenly worked. And he was like, holy fuck, Holy dude. shit, now he's sucking your dick? Yeah, and then I just I just fucking dashed away and like flew off into so the So you, you were a Batman. I saved the fucking day. You were a vigilante. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Saved the fucking day. It was unbelievable. Ah. A lot of loyalty for a hired gun. You know what? That's that's a good civilian because a lot of people would have said, I'm off duty, fuck. Want to hear me being a bad civilian today? Yeah. When I was at fucking Market Basket and... um. I just had my few items, the, the stuff that we ate in a basket. Um, other than that, a few mangoes. Yeah. Three mangoes as well. But I uh, was in line waiting, and this lady in front of me was taking forever, and she's old as shit. Not old as shit, but like old enough that she's obsolete. <laughs> and then um, she's like, oh, do I have to take the sodas out of the cart too? And the kid's like, yeah, I got to scan those. And she's like, oh. Well, so she- oh, were they two liter? No, it was a, it was like a twelve pack or like a, it could have even been a twenty four pack of like Pepsi. So she like grabs it and she's like struggling to lift it, and then like, yeah, you don't have to take those out. Lifts it and puts it on the thing, and I'm like, I totally could have helped her, but like, fuck this lady. Right, 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 right. Um, and then they're done scanning, it and then she has to like, and and then she pays with a fucking check. Yeah, Which that's, lady? That's ridiculous. Are you fucking kidding me? So I was like standing there for like 15 minutes while this lady's struggling and then writing checks. And then she had to struggle to like lift it back up and put it in the cart. And I definitely should have been like, oh, I'll fucking lift that up for you. But I'm an asshole. So I didn't. Right. I just sat there and watched her struggle. Yeah, sometimes you weigh it out. Because other times. Because what if I was like, oh, do you need my help? And she's like, get away from me. You have COVID. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't want to be, like, be all right. Jesus Christ! You don't want to be too presumptuous nowadays. You don't. What I really don't fucking there's a cohort of girls now. Oh Jesus! Who Christ. are all want to fight the fucking patriarchy? Ah. So this is what I can't stand. And you can tell how dumb they are by how easily offended they are. I wonder how black those what, where potatoes you go with this? on the grill are. Oh, oh, sorry. Continue. Are they still out there? Yeah, they're still on the grill. Oh, they're probably fucking tasty though. They're probably gonna be delicious. Um, but uh, you hold the door for these people, and they they don't th- say shit. This rarely happens, but yeah, they don't say shit. They're like annoyed that you did it. Yeah, and you're like, lady, I'm a man. It, men hold the door open for me sometimes. Yes. Like if I'm at going into a fucking if the guy in front of me is with his wife and he holds the door open for her and then he sees me walking in he lets me pass by of course i don't go oh this guy thinks i'm gay yeah and it's like you're so get over yourself yeah get over yourself nobody actually cares about you're a fucking loser (sighs) everyone's so angry nowadays i know what the fuck is up with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah as i'm on an angry rant (laughs) 
player. That wasn't but, appropriate. I just wanted to press it. But uh, yeah, uh, isn't it funny that the more quote accepting society gets, the higher depression, anxiety, suicide, drug use rates are? Isn't it ironic? It is. Don't you think? I really do. Like people go, oh man, the 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 fucking sixties were terrible, man. Like, I mean, obviously for uh, not uh, obviously for black people, it was right because there was actual segregation. But I'm just saying, in terms of how people raised families, they go, oh, it was so oppressive. And then you go, what? Every fucking boomer of all backgrounds, yeah, is fine. Yeah. And then you look at fucking this new generation of Gen Zers and they're all fucked up. They're all on pills. They're all, their lives are miserable. Right. So you go, well, every time you listen to you guys, uh, the children, the children suffer. Right. Cutting their cocks off. You're a big guy. You know? You know what I do? I really, I fucking do. They cut with a men's cock. I just want to play this one because it's um. Play it. Just haven't heard it in a little bit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is. Excuse me. A damn fine cup of coffee. I've had, I can't tell you how many cups of coffee in my life, and this, this is one of the best. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier. That scene in Twin Peaks, or the fact that we thought it was a good idea to put that on the soundboard. <laughs> that is the least soundboard-ready clip ever. Oh, my God. Is there anybody better than Dale Cooper, it. though? Dale Cooper's the best. He really is the fucking coolest guy. There are so many sounds on this fucking thing. Oh, man, I got to rewatch Twin Peaks. I was actually just thinking that. Seasons one through two. I thought it before you thought it. Would your rewatch include season three? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not? I wouldn't even dream of it, dude. That was so much work. Dude, I couldn't believe you kept going. Me and Nick. Me and you Nick would were literally be like, finished. You'd be like, dude, how fucking stupid was it when they did this? And I was like, Dude, I gotta be honest. I stopped like three episodes ago. The entire because it felt like homework. It was. was it like, was literally work. A show that was one of my all-time favorite shows should not feel like punishment for watching. There was very little value in that. Literally watching Dougie eat cereal for seven minutes a season. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty I just think they much. didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They knew they had a strike while the iron was hot because it was the 25-year anniversary because right. the number 25 is a big thing in Twin Peaks. Yep. But they had nothing. And, like, the whole thing with the box and the guy that sits there and watches the box and that his head fucking blow Like, it was pointless. Like, there was no real need for that. No. I don't fucking know. Well, I think the success of the show Twin Peaks was all an accident because... They were completely figuring it out how they, as they went along. Yep. And it turned out great. But that was an accident. So now they're trying to get lightning to strike the same place a second time. Right. And it it just felt so contrived. Very. Very much so. 
But man, you as television goes, you cannot beat that first season. No, you can't. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. I love that guy. Except when Josie's supposed to be like the hottest lady in the oh, world. She's so annoying. <laughs> she's the most beautiful. I'm like, what? I've been finding that I'm all, I'm very often so annoyed with like the lead hot girl role in yeah. in movies or series. Yeah. I just like Agent Madani in The Punisher. You didn't watch The Punisher. Just fucking grinds my gears and listen i get it that she's like pretty attractive just everything she does pisses me off there's this girl in um in billions this like black chick with like big eyes and she like the way that she like moves her eyes just pisses me off so much like people (laughs) like i feel like if i was with her and i was talking to her and we were having dinner she wouldn't move the way that she moves when she acts no that's a bad acting thing because i noticed that Bad actresses have busy eyes. Yes. And that's how Agent Madani was. Yep. She did. I'm, it's a thing. You'll start seeing it in a lot of movies. That's what it watch. is. It's a bad acting thing. Yeah. I hate bad actresses. Yep. Or turs, but I just tend to pick up more. No, but the busy eyes is a thing. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. Oh, Here's the thing I can't up. stand about, about, quote, feminine characters in movies. Mm. The, fe- or sorry, feminist characters in movies. Oh, yeah. All you did was you wrote for a woman as though it were written for a man. So ironically, <laughs> yeah. all the feminist roles are men's roles played by women. So the tough take no shit broad like Michelle Rodriguez Rodriguez. Yeah, like yeah. That all that does is get a giant eye roll from me. Yeah. Whereas but- the very womanly, sexy, smart chick. Yeah. That, that I like. Like it a lot. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, Hot, smart chick. Um, hmm. Like I love the lady in Casino Royale because. Yes. She has to go toe to toe with, with Daniel Craig. Wait, are you and talking? And at first she acts like a man and then he calls her out on it. And then she just becomes a woman and then she's very likable. That's not Anna de Armas or whatever, right? No, her name's uh something green. Anna de Armas. No, she's is so hot by the she's way. She's fantastic. I love her. She was in Knives Out, right? And I'm sure it's Anna de Armas or some shit, but I'm just like a fucking lazy American that doesn't give a fuck. And I say jalapenos instead of jalapenos. But uh, (laughs) What's her name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's fantastic. She's so hot. No, because she has a sweetness to her. Oh, yeah. um, I find the tough... All really tough women that want to stand up to men. Yeah. All that does is... It shows me a weak, scared person that is totally overcompensating. Right. Anna de Armas. Yeah, right. Is very... Marta Capon. She's, she's very <laughs> confident. You know what I mean? No, I do. Like, you, I'd love to go out and have a margarita with her. I know. You know what I mean? Or, like, go to an Italian restaurant and have some buzzarata. Yes. That would be... Just so fucking good. That would be amazing. <sighs> Um, Frankly, we're not sure. We're going to wait and see. Anna de Armas. One of the greatest 
actresses we've ever seen. Except for when I was in Home Alone. And I'd tell the boy which way to go. That was my best role in the history of the world. Did you know that in Canada, I think in Canada, when they play Home Alone, they took out that scene? Fuck fuck you, first of all. Grow up. I love when they go, uh, yeah, the thing with Trump is he's such a little bitch. He's so thin-skinned. And then you catch these same people, like someone will walk by with a Make America Great Again shirt, and they're like, oh, what a piece of shit. <laughs> Who the fuck will walk around? And it's like, all right, dude. Yeah, you're you're super unsensitive. Right. Great guy. One of the best. Maybe next week uh Trump will call him. Yeah, maybe he will. Wonder who else we we should Damn it, I can't find We him. should impersonate other people. Fucking button, which him. is now irrelevant. <clears throat> well, yeah, once you once you go by 20 seconds, you know. God damn it. It's all right. Whatever. Man. I'll press this one instead. Uh, what's in the box? Not you give me the what's gun. in the fucking box? Give me the gun. <laughs> Such a great movie. What's in the fucking box? You know, Denzel was supposed to play Brad Pitt's character. He turned it down. Damn. You know what I like, too, is I like when actors admit that they regret turning down roles. Yeah. Like, cause it it shows that they're honest. I'm already seeing so many that we could just delete. Oh, soundboard clips. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're definitely gonna do. We're definitely keeping cup holder though. Oh, because that comes in handy all the time. All the time. (laughs) What's your dog's name? Cody. Be still, Cody. (laughs) All the Wes Anderson ones are very hard to delete. Yeah, no, it's more or less like the news-related ones. Yeah. Like, there's so many, like, COVID-related ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one has to stay. Esteban was bitten. Hey! Is he dead? Esteban was eaten. He was swallowed whole. No! Dude! I'm like, obviously, this has to stay. Congratulations. Seriously. Thanks. I wish it didn't require this seriously, but thank you. Oh, every single one of our Wes Anderson clips, except for the if what I think is happening better not be, are from The Life of Quarter. <laughs> But that's why it's so hard for me to pick my favorite Wes Anderson movie because when I watch Rushmore, yeah, oh, that's it. That's my favorite. And then I watch Life Aquatic. I know. And I'm like, no, this is this is my favorite. And then I watch. So I think we've already established that Grand Budapest Hotel is the best Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, we did. Because that is a... It's the most, that is a neutral, yeah. Like that's as fair, most as pop you can get. One most pop, like you know. Well, it's the most what you can tell he perfected his craft. Yes. Um. So in my mind, Grand Budapest is the best, and is up there too with my own personal favorites. But it's so fucking hard, dude. Because and then I watched the Royal Tenenbaums, and I'm like, oh, this so good. movie is fucking hilarious too. But I think if I really had gun to my head, or no, if I'm going to be on a desert island and I only have one Wes Anderson movie to go with, I think I'd go with Rushmore. Yeah. I think I'd go with Life Aquatic. 
It's tough though, because also Moonrise Kingdom fucking slaps. Yeah, it's so tough. But I think I'd go with Life Aquatic. His new one, The French Dispatch, is, has, is my least favorite, but I don't think he would even mind me saying that because it's not, it's a bunch of vignettes. It's not, yeah. It's not like a proper movie. You know what I mean? Is this my espresso machine? What, what is, how, how did you get my espresso machine? Well, uh, you fucking stole it, man. I love the Bond Company stooge. Oh, actually, I actually already changed my mind since I said this. My Desert Island movie would be Life Aquatic. <laughs> because when, all right, when you're rating a Desert Island movie, right? I just love, hold on, I'm sorry. When, I forget like at what point of the movie, but whatever. Um, and he's like standoffish to the Bond Company stooge. Yeah. And he goes, I'm also a human oh, being. Yeah. And then he goes, all right, get your hand in here. And then he like gets that little smirk. Yes. It's when they're in the elevator after first meeting. <laughs> yeah, he's like... The little smirk just fucking kills me. He's like, you, I forget what he says, but yeah, he's like, you better not fuck us or whatever. And the guy's like, what? Why would I? He's like, you're a Bond Company stooge. <laughs> well, I'm also a human being. He goes, all right, bring it in. <laughs> yeah, the stupid little smirk. <laughs> but I was thinking this the other day about uh, Desert Island movies, right? Yeah. And I, I realized I just stuttered when I said that. Would you did you would you want to have Castaway? No, and I'll tell you why. You can't. There's an there's an extra factor into the desert island movie selection, right? Yeah. So my favorite movie of all time is There Will Be Blood. Yep. That would not be. A desert island choice. Right. Because when you are imagining yourself, you're on an island that only has enough electricity to power one DVD player and TV. Yeah, the last thing you want to watch is you want a, a sweaty guy. You want a window <laughs> into the life that you so desperately miss. Mm. So you want a movie... That one has a ton of characters in it. Yeah. That remind you of home. Yeah. Because if that's your window into what you're longing for. Right. So you want, I don't think a Desert Island movie for most people is going to be a, uh, is going to tend to be their favorite movie. Yeah. Someone who's sweaty, constantly dirty, constantly working. Like even like his clothes are always dirty and sweaty and hanging off him. That's right. not something you're gonna want to watch. And Castaway would would be a terrible choice because it would just remind you how she. Because the whole first two thirds of Castaway, you're like, this would be a fucking nightmare, right? So it's basically just <laughs> reminding you of how much your situation sucks. So you would need to pick like a. I, I'm not even kidding. If I only had one Desert Island movie to pick, I don't know what it'd be off the top of my Shrek head. Shrek 2. But it would probably be a romantic comedy. It would probably be something... Moonrise Kingdom. I, I think I would need something even lighter than Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That, honestly, would be a great nominee for Desert Island. So then the joke in The Office when they play Desert Island... And Jim's dumb girlfriend picks Legally Blonde. I think that's a good choice. That's actually a good choice. 
Because, again, you want something light. You want something that reminds you of home. Legally Blonde takes place in Cambridge. Great flick. Great flick. Lots of blondes. I call her Reese with a knife. I call her. Has anyone seen this wreath without her spoon? But the uh, Where's your spoon? Is it there? Is it over here? That guy's got it over there. Give her the spoon back. <laughs> uh, Legally Blonde would be a great Desert Island movie. Listen, I'm not going to say it wouldn't. Now, you do also want something profound because you don't want... You don't want to eat a dessert for dinner, you know what I mean? Right. You want something with a you want something with a little a little je ne sais quoi, whatever that means. Oh, jalapeno. Yeah. You want something with a little jalapeno. But uh yeah, I don't know. Let's over the next week think of what our number one desert island movies are and then we'll premiere it next Tuesday. Siri, remind me tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. to think of desert movies. Imagine we both decide by next week it's There Will Be Blood. And it just says think of desert movies. Fantastic. Because then you got to figure... Sensational. The movie has to be good, but then the movie also has to... It's a very tough one. People... People think the Desert Island experiment is just what's your favorite of all time that you can't live it. without. That's not what it is. That's not what it is. You're so fucking miserable. You're on a... Si- and you know what's so funny, too? When I think of Desert Island, I think of myself sleeping on the sand of the beach, which realistically probably wouldn't be a good idea. You'd right. probably want to go, you know, build a fort more inland. Yes, you would, yeah. But every time I envision myself on Desert Island, I'm just... Living on the sand. Yeah. Which is natural. Yeah. But it's also a very tiny island. Very small. Very small island. Not big. Not a good sized island. Not bigly sized. Just right. We're going to be building a great island. A small island. That fucking hurts my throat hole. God damn. Um, yeah. What else? <coughs> I mean, I don't think I have anything else. I'll check my notes real quick. LGDP, LGT, LBT, LGDP, LGT, LBT, LGBTQ2 plus. And I like fucked up my thing here. So I don't even know. I don't even know how to do it anymore. Notes. Oh, I don't know. No idea. Oh, wait. Stop crying, you sniveling ass. Stop your nonsense. And I, uh, no update on the car. Yep. BMW still has it. So now I'm, now I'm considering, do I give up and just buy a white Mercedes that people will think is kind of a mom car, but I'll make it kind of cool by making it a little, I'll do like some stuff that makes it mannish. I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's not an easy decision. It's not. It's one of Well, the-, the decision will be easier if the BMW dealership basically keeps ignoring you. Yeah, it's true. Then the decision will be easy. So it's May 24th right now. 
On May 2nd, they delivered the car. On May 4th, they began diagnosis. So it's been 20 days. So it should already be in your driveway. It should be in my driveway. Because for what reason would a mechanic ever have a car for 20 days? They wouldn't. You could rebuild the entire fucking engine and transmission in less time. Yeah. Especially you'd think they'd want to get rid of it. And it's supposed to be there just for like a service. like a. Yeah, this that's weird. Yeah, I agree. So either I'm being jerked around who completely agreed. They all agreed or they're just completely brainless fucking hacks. Could be. Could be. Who knows? BH. Who fucking knows? But uh, if you want to shoot us an email, it's dot dot Tim's at gmail.com. Shoot us a shoot us a little fucking email. Say a thing or two. Tell us. He's absolutely right. There's something that grinds your gears. Tell us if there's a fleeting thought that you had that was funny that you made you chuckle. Tell us. We want to laugh. That sounds great. And uh, maybe Donald Trump uh, will stop by next week. Who knows? Nobody knows. Not even us. So I'm going to go check the potatoes. Ooh. Um, and everyone have a fantastic evening. Bye bye. Right. Could you milk me? We've been together since way back when. Let the boy watch.
Figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion. I don't know what the hell he's talking about.